eBay taxes and the fun that comes with them. Hi, my name's Mike. I've been reselling for about a year and a half and I've done our taxes for two years now. And I'm Jen and I've been selling on eBay for about a year and taxes are something that should be left to the pros so that I can go outside and play. <laughs> Play in your garden. Yes. I would like I would like to be outside. <laughs> Beautiful sunny day here on the coast. And I think we both would like to be outside, but we have business to take care of. But Not, first but first business. But first our taxes. Yay. So this comes with a huge disclaimer that Jennifer and I are not CPAs. We're not licensed tax professionals. I used an online tax preparer, preparer, preparing, preparing. Yes, that was the word. Preparing software. Preparing software that was literally a point and click, and we're just going to be open and honest with you today and tell us, tell you all what our numbers were and what what I did and what we did. All right. The goal for this, Jen is very uninterested in taxes. Very. So my goal in this is to have Jen come out of this with a good understanding of what our taxes were. So when the IRS comes to audit us, Jen can give them the information that they need. It doesn't feel very inspirational that you are admitting that the IRS might come and audit us. <laughs> Deductions are very vague <laughs> on the IRS website. But so. I don't think that we had any that were very vague. Like no. ours are very legitimate no we'll, we we'll, don't have vague deductions we'll get in that get into that in a little bit but first off we got a really encouraging email from a listener That's so sweet it was uh, it was just amazing to see it pop up and it was from kk thank you kk kk and she just wanted to give us encouragement or if it's a him i'm so sorry i i thought of i thought it was a woman oh dear <laughs> so they they just wanted to give us a little shout out, a little note saying that they appreciate uh, listening to us and that we're enjoyable to listen to. So, oh, Thank you so much. That means a lot. I know. It's pretty cool. All right. So, Jen, do you have any big sales updates? Indeed, I do, Mike. Um, Mike, so formal. I do have a sales update or All two right. for you. On the 20th, we had a very nice sale which left us with a profit of $73.94. $73 in profit. On one sale, which had me pretty excited. Uh, yes. I am used to the 20-ish mm, dollar range on the profit mm -hmm. for an individual item. And so anytime that we have one that is above, you know, for sure above 50, I sit up and I notice, and it makes me happy that we had a good sale for that day. But then the next day, Mike, it was incredible. On the 21st, we had five transactions, which in the past we've had five transactions, but we had five pretty good transactions. One of them was a very high uh, dollar amount transaction. Mm -hmm. And that day's total profit for five sales ended up being about $174, which I thought was really good. I, I was feeling good pretty good day. that I felt pretty good that day. <laughs> That was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to get a big one. It was technically it was two in a in a row because the day before we had the the seventy four dollar one, and um, then the next day we had that plus a hundred, which was exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had five sales on in a weekend, and then we had four more on the Monday the next day. So yeah. it was kind of cool. We had a pretty good stretch, and yeah, then and then we kind of had a little quiet spell, and then I had some some sales that have been just sort of low 
ticket. Yeah, I saw those. It was just a little lid mm. and a little salad keeper thing. So, you know, it ebbs and it flows. It ebbs and it flows. Yeah. We're still getting used to that. There's no way for it to be predictable. Tax, no predictability. tax refunds are going to be coming in pretty soon. So head on over to the Pickers Podcast eBay store yes. for all your tip or needs. Thanks. That's fun. <laughs> yes, it is. I can't wait for people to start spending their tax refunds. All right, so I did our taxes this year and last year. Last year kind of was horrible to do. This year was pretty bad, too. It didn't seem like it was that horrible, but I wasn't doing any of it. Yeah, so Jen took off to go see her parents for a week, and and, uh, I just took this time to, this quiet time to sit down and do the taxes. And with the tax tax preparing software, it makes it pretty easy, except for I wanted to make sure I was doing everything right that I wanted. You know, that I wouldn't miss deductions and that I wouldn't take deductions that were unfair that doesn't, would cause us. Doesn't the software pr- prompt you to just enter the to answer the questions truthfully? It just it prompts you to answer them all. So yeah. It's kind of hard to go wrong, isn't it? Some of it, some of it, yes. Some of it's a little subjective. Like they let you write off your utilities, a percentage of your utilities. So then you have to measure like the square footage and stuff, right? No, that's the the write off a percentage of your house, your home office. Oh, utilities right. are something different. Sure. So like when you were when you had your graphic design business, mm-hmm. it was one third of your business because there's three eight hour periods in a day, correct? Mm-hmm. So one of them is meant for sleeping. One of them's for productive work, eight hours of productive work, and then another eight hours is your rest time, right? For sure. Well, you are eBay from the time you get up until the time you go to bed. So that's <laughs> two thirds of your day is. It can be. I do yeah. feel a little on call. I mean, I'm not. We are. I'm certainly not working for 16 hours straight. That would be a lot. But well, you kind of are on technically call. Technically, you are because you're running the business for 16 hours, yeah. right? And like I said, we're not tax professionals. And if IRS dings us on this, whatever, we'll make it correct, make it right. But. When I get off work, my normal job, eight, nine hours a day, then I start doing eBay stuff. So technically, we, well, this might run into a sticky situation too. We've already lost like two thirds of our listeners, but that's okay. (laughs) Bear with us. Technically, I'm a single member LLC. So that's me. So you would have to be a partner in the LLC for us to write off both of them. I'm probably going to cut that part out. But so, with your utilities, if you're working two thirds of your day, if you're working from time you wake up until the time you go to sleep, it's not straight grinding hours. That's yeah. answering questions. It's packaging things. It's monitoring your eBay account for sales. Mm-hmm. That is time that you've worked on your eBay. Yeah, and I really do check in on it periodically throughout the entire that in, the entire time. Yeah, I, I don't have very good discipline, I guess, because I know some people. You know, they start and they stop. But yeah. I have very, I like the fluidness that it, that eBay is for my schedule. I I enjoy that yeah. actually. It doesn't it doesn't feel cumbersome or burdensome to me. It's um, like you were saying, you're not grinding out for 16 hours. It's grind for a few and then monitor and grind, monitor, yeah. grind, go shopping. It's the fun part of I doing like it. it. Yeah, I know. Fun. Nice, take a little break in the middle of the so, day. And me editing videos, editing this podcast, I consider that all the eBay business that's promoting, it's all that kind of stuff. So I wrote off two thirds of our utilities and then I wrote off 100% of our home alarm because it's protecting our uh, inventory that we have, right? All of our equipment. 
And then I wrote off 100% of the pest control because it's protecting all of our our inventory and equipment. So when you really dig down into it, there was a lot that we could write off where I almost felt guilty. Hmm. But I looked at a lot of the things and it was okay to write these things off as a business, even a a reselling business. I don't think that you should feel guilty. I mean... They wouldn't let you if it it weren't okay. It was a lot, a lot of write-offs. It was kind of crazy. I think it feels like a lot because we weren't extremely profitable. Mm -hmm. But if, would it have felt different to you if we had made $100,000? Yes. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, just because you're not, when you're starting a new business, you're not making a lot of money. Right. But the the emphasis and the keyword should be yet. Yes, yes exactly. you know, and so mm-hmm. we, we do see a lot of people have tremendous success, like the bearded thrifter and some others that that you've had on. And so he's going to have to start paying us because we're talking about his channel an awful lot. <laughs> I just really enjoy this. He is, he is a They're really fun. great guy. Him and his wife both. Yeah. So it's not guilty. It's just, you know, it, it takes, but you know, it takes any, for any business, it takes a while for that to happen. I mean, even when I was doing my graphic design business, there were you know, the first year yeah. can be kind of hard for any business, yep. especially one that is, is uh, you know, fluctuates as much as eBay. So according to my tax professional, Google <laughs> takes five years of uh, negative business before you, yeah, the average person starts making money. Yeah, you should get it's it together. It's a startup. You should get it together before five years is up. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just not a great idea. <laughs> and we're going to give you our actual numbers. So we're going to be super open and transparent with you all. Not our 90 day averages. It's going to be our actual profit and loss that we're going to go through. Sure. So going with the tax software, it costs $128. You can file it. I thought you had to file a business and your personal separate, but you don't. You can file your business in with your income on your 1040 form, so your regular tax form. Then you use the Schedule C for all of your deductions. So I've always been confused that you want to separate out your, your, your income but you don't have to at the end of the year. You can combine it and use it all as one thing. So what it did is it added my W-2, it added my eBay sales onto my W-2 income, and then I wrote, then it gave me the opportunity to write deductions off. And I actually had a W-2 for that year as well. Yeah, you did. And you had another 1099 for some contracting work that you did. But the beautiful thing that I didn't ever consider about having this business is... I'd normally pay these bills anyways, right? So you're normally paying this money out. Yeah. And it was kind of cool to be able to write off a lot of that stuff. So it felt like the business, I was already going to spend this business so or this money. So the business money that came in yeah. was able to pay those bills and lower my tax bill too. Yeah. The more I'm finding out about taxes and the way that the rich keep their money, it's really fascinating. And I can't believe I haven't done this sooner. And, you know, for a couple of the first years, I mean, it just depends on what your business is and what your business needs are, what you're spending your money on. A lot of it can be infrastructure. So the first few years you're spending money, you know, you may have to spend some money down the road to keep equipment maintained or or whatnot. But for us, you know, as inexpensive as they are, we have a lot of plastic totes. Um, Unless something were to crack or break, I mean, there could be an earthquake and I might need to replace some of the totes. Sure, that could happen, but... You know, we spent probably hundreds, I don't know how many, but we probably spent hundreds of dollars on plastic totes. And now now we have plastic totes. I mean, probably not buying too many plastic totes this year, you know. So, I mean, that can be a computer equipment. I mean, we've purchased a lot to do this podcast, sound 
soundboards and little things that hold your cell phone and lights and, and white boxes to take pictures in. I mean, those things are not things that you're nice. replacing like ink or yeah. paper, you know, so, you know, it yeah. can be kind of hard to get a business going. Those are all deductions. And that's a great point. And that's why the IRS recognizes that the first five years are generally uh, lost years, yeah. lost years. So I'm going to cover this down a little bit further, but there's two things that you can do with equipment that you buy, like computers and anything, anything that was over, gosh, I didn't write this number down. It's anything over a certain amount, you can either take the deduction for that year. So if you have a, if you have a high earning in a big tax bill for that year, then that might benefit you to take that deduction that year. They also have an option that you can space that depreciation on that piece mm -hmm. of equipment out over for a number of years. So what that does is it takes, a, instead of one big chunk in one year, you take it out over five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. And what that does is takes your tax bill down for all those five years for that one piece that you bought. bought. Yeah, I think our, our CPA, when I had my graphic design business, I think that they were doing that with some of my, like my computer equipment. And it, uh, there are things that depreciate in value, such as like your technology. Yes. And uh, for my memory, if you were to look back at our taxes, that is how she did uh, those. Depreciation? Yeah, I think that's how she, she went about them. Yeah, I, de I deducted this laptop the first year, which was a couple thousand dollars. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like your own personal preference. I don't see us buying any more really expensive gear. No, we're probably fixed on expensive gear, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the saver in the relationship. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't really like to spend money if I don't have to. <laughs> All right, so it took me nine hours to do the taxes just because I wanted to get them right. It said on TurboTax that it would only take an hour and a half to do a business, yeah. but it didn't. It took me nine straight hours. Not straight hours. It was off and on when through... But, you know, when we had a CPA, they have an hourly rate. So, I mean, I know that the business was technically a different business, mm -hmm. but the CPA that we were paying when we had my other business, we were paying for mm, probably at least six hours of was their it? time. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but the difference between being a professional and yeah. it taking six hours and you taking nine hours feels pretty fair <laughs> yeah you know it was it was daunting and so i really think that maybe next year i might go with a tax professional even though it was 275 dollars more yeah oh no it was it was a lot more if you only paid 128 i think the it was, uh, it was five or six hundred it was every year it kind of crept yeah, up, it did keep we, going up. <laughs> i think it started at four something and then by the yeah. time we weren't using them anymore it was it was getting close to 600 <laughs> they actually fired us because our taxes got too easy they're like we don't want to do your taxes this anymore. isn't fair <laughs> to pay charge you 500 bucks so i really appreciated that yeah but okay. in hindsight i feel better about it <laughs> yeah now it seems like a money well spent exactly so let's get started into this thing so where do i find this information on ebay Anything over $600 in eBay, in a, I think it starts next year. They postponed it this year, but next year they'll send you a 1099. They, sh they should have sent you a 1099 anyways for anything over $600. We made $11,000 in sales, and we did not get a 1099K or whatever the form is that eBay is supposed to send. So where do I find these numbers? In my spreadsheet that I keep, where do right? I go? Like right. I keep oh, yeah. diligently keep track of it, but... 
I wanted the one that eBay sent to the IRS. But it is always comforting when your numbers match their numbers, I didn't match our numbers with their numbers. I didn't want to know. You don't want to know. But anyway, so you go into the seller hub on eBay. It's really easy. Then you go to the payments tab, and then you go into the reports, and it has a drop down to select last year. And you just click on that, and it brings up all of your sales for last year, and it gives you eBay does it. They know that you're going to go here for this information. So they put your sales in there. And they also put what it takes for what you spent on shipping labels and ad fees and then any other kind of returns and deductions that you had. So I love with, how easy they make that. You know, yeah, they did make nice. it easy. So going into the, the transparency of our eBay store, last year was our first full year really getting into it. And we traveled a lot. We so. did travel a lot. We were, on, we're on vacation mode for our... Quite a, a month. Quite a bit. And so, year. you know, please don't think that this is just an entire year of slogging away. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was slogging, but it was getting things listed as, you yeah. know, we got almost a thousand pieces of Tupperware listed. So. Hey, we do. That's coming up here real it, soon. I can wait till the update. Wait till the update. <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you tell that one. Okay. All right. So we made $11,006.37 in sales. We had $172.06 in refunds. That's where our customer sent back the product. We had a refund them. I don't care who you are. You're going to have refunds. If you, don't have, if you haven't got a refund yet, you haven't been selling long enough, and you're going to get a refund. Or you're, you're just extremely lucky. <laughs> yeah, or you've been extremely lucky. And, yeah, to be honest with that, we're really good customer service. So, like, to avoid a negative comment, we've given a refund before. Bef like, we've gotten ahead of a couple of problem areas. There have been a few refunds. I've been nervous about, but it did seem like we pulled it off. That $172 <laughs> was well worth spent. Yeah, that's not a big deal. So what you do is you take the 1106, 11006, and you minus the 172 to get your to get your sales. And that brought us to $10,834.31 for the 2023 year. So this is the money that you're going to report either to on your 1040 as additional income or this is what you're going to give to your CPA if eBay doesn't send you a 1099 form. Does that all make sense? Of course, yeah. Okay, so for de deductions, if you're doing them yourself and you're including your income on 1040 form, then you're going to use a Schedule C for business deductions. This is where you're going to write all your things off, your laptops, your inventory, your boxes, your shipping labels, and your <laughs> eBay fees. All the things. Yes. All the legitimate things. <laughs> yes. So on that one, we paid $2,613.76 in eBay fees. It's a lot out of $10,000. What's that? A quarter of, of our, our profit was in eBay fees. But there's another caveat before you guys start saying, you guys promote way too much. Yes, we did. We had to earn our money back quickly on that $1,900. So it's a little bit more smoother sailing now, right? Yeah, it's all it's all gravy now. But back then, number one, we wanted to get our name out there. It was a learning experience, and we needed to make our money back. And develop uh, reviews for our page, mm -hmm. you know, and a good a good. Yeah number for the number of sales that we've had so there it was very strategic on our part to do it that way we, we could have done it mm -hmm. differently you could do it differently that's what we picked so you can chalk that up to adding or ad advertising and yeah. buying reviews if you want to or whatever well, yeah. but those are ebay fees it's promoted and the normal 12 to 13 15 percent ebay fees 
eBay charges you on every single transaction that you sell. Mm -hmm. So the next one is that we paid $2,447.01. Oh, that's interesting. We paid one penny on something. <laughs> In shipping labels. So that's the shipping labels that you buy. If you use pirate ship, you're going to deduct that money that you have spent on pirate ship. In this one. So we uh, we just got a business credit card. Woohoo! That seems exciting. It does seem exciting, but we're not pro credit card. We are pro using a credit card to accure points and miles and all that kind of stuff, the benefits. But if you are not, if you're not responsible, uh, responsible, yeah, if disciplined, if you're not disciplined enough to pay that credit card and not use what you don't have. Do not use credit cards. It's the fastest way that you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble. Yeah. And we actually prefer the terminology charge card. So you're just and what char does charge cards mean? Char uh, in my brain, a charge card is a little different. Uh, American Express is sort of the original uh, charge card. Yes. It means you have to pay off the balance every month. It's just a way to charge an expense and you're paying it off. A credit card is someone extending you credit so that you pay it back on terms. And I don't really like their terms. So I mm -hmm. even our credit cards, I tend to call those charge cards because for my own brain, I just prefer that language. I like yep. that mindset better and I like the discipline of that better. So I you call, for you. <laughs> I call our credit cards travels and points. <laughs> <laughs> travels and points. Card. Vacation. <laughs> vacation card yeah. right there. And it, we've had success doing that as well, right? I mean, exactly. We just had our last vacation. It was mostly yeah. on miles and points. So I've taken a lot of I was pretty excited when we got the business card. Yes. That's pretty cool. Because there was some things that I didn't think that we could necessarily earn points on. But now we can't. <laughs> yeah. And you're correct. American Express is a charge card. At the end of the month, you have to pay that bill. If you don't pay that bill, they don't let you charge anymore to that card. Mm -hmm. Credit cards, you can charge up to your limit and they don't care yeah. as long as you're paying the fees. All right. So this is your basic numbers from eBay. It's your profit minus profit and sales. And then you get to deduct. This is the first thing you should be deducting. It's your ads and your eBay fees. And then... You get the, or your, yeah, your ads and your promoted fees or promoted fees, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it both. Let's just use common terminology. So your promoted fees. That's the first thing you should be deducting. eBay fees is what they charge you to use their platform. And if you have heartburn over what eBay charges you, you shouldn't because it's immediately accessed to over, I don't know what they're up to, like 3.5 million people using the eBay platform. A lot. Yeah, a lot of people that you immediately have access to that eBay is doing for you. You get to use their website, free website use. You get to use their listing platform, which I know is cumbersome. We ha They have some crazy terms that you have to agree to. Buyer not paying immediately. All that kind of stuff is kind of annoying, but... The benefit of it is way outweighs what it is. And really, when you, I have special knowledge and insight on the graphic design portion of a, of a website, so the back end work that it would take if you were to truly program or make your own website plus, at, you know, promote it out in the rate that eBay does, uh, you would be spending more money yeah. to host your own make and host your own website and keep it yeah. you know accurate and so when you look at their fees it it really is 
mm-hmm. fair for what they provide. Because if you were to go and make something similar for yourself, it wouldn't be as successful and it would cost you more. So I know yep. there's some horror stories out there on, on things that can happen to sellers for eBay, but by and large, it is a, it is, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. It's well worth the 12%. Yeah. So that's just the very basics deductions for eBay right there. And then there is a lot, a whole lot of other deductions that e, that TurboTax let me write off. And it's, it, it asks you what kind of a business you have, and then it gives you the option of what kind of taxes you, or deductions you can write off. So, Jen, mm-hmm. what are some, so the I, in this way, the IRS words it too is it's like why can't you give me a list of what i can write off well it's pretty subjective and it would be a big list to turn d depending on what your business type is sure so what they say is common items you can write off common items in your genre of business sure and i think a a little bit of that is common sense right if it feels yeah icky then you probably ought not to do it. Mm-hmm. That's probably your conscience telling you like that's not on the up and up. But exactly. you know, common things are are just office supplies, paper, ink, ink pens, post-it notes. Slow down. How many? What do you got? Oh, office are you supplies? counting? No. Oh, I, I want it to go slower <laughs> so we can get it. Get an oh, idea I mean, these. I'm not going to provide a comprehensive list, I don't think. No, but these are just, some of the more common ones. Just common office supplies. If you go into Staples and you are buying it for your business. Anything in the staple store is probably, you know, there's going to be a few exceptions in there. You can't probably, probably can't use candy as a deduction. Mm-hmm. They probably have some candy and some sodas and some, mm-hmm. you know, some fun little things. But legitimate office supplies, paper. What is an eBay person going to use? Oh, well, we I can what tell are, you the things that we use. Labels. Paper, labels, we ink. Use paper? What do we use paper for? Occasionally we have to use paper. That's perfectly normal okay. business expense. Um, file folders, ink pens, Sharpie markers, tape. Tape's a good one. Different that's, kinds of tape. Um, I that's use, what we're looking for is the, the off the top. Just basic off office supplies, ones. yeah. And uh, what else? Boxes. We actually boxes, do. Boxes. That's what I was looking for. We've had to move towards, and you know this kind of grieves my 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 very. But does it make it 20,000 times easier to do this? Yeah, it really does. It is nice. I, I like to not spend money on the packaging. And I still am very happy to recycle and use, mm-hmm. you know, the other packaging. But yes, it is nice to just have a supply of the right size boxes. And it makes the listing a lot easier for me as well, because I'm starting to memorize the sizes of boxes that we have. And as I'm making the listing, I know what which one is probably mm-hmm. going to go into when it gets sold i'm getting really good at guessing that and right. also just sort of knowing the weight of them so the boxes yeah i mean it's hard because i would prefer to just that to be free and maybe just make that money but yes your boxes and the tape that you use to seal them up and the packing paper or mm-hmm. the peanuts or the bubble wrap or bubble boy bubble wrap whatever you're using you know is is legitimate so the common ones yeah Yep, that I agree on. If you buy boxes, it is a business expense. If you're going to be a business owner, you're going to have overhead and expenses. I think the plastic totes, you know, that's plastic a common totes. That's inventory to our management. type of business. I mean, uh, in graphic design business, I can't go writing off 100 plastic totes. Right. Like, the IRS would be like, why are you using 100 plastic totes for exactly. graphic design? But 
for graphic design design manuals and my rulers and things different different things were a common business expense so. light rings the light boxes all that kind of stuff is all right off it's all deduction all right, some of the other things that you can use is there is a standard deduction in the IRS for resellers that use their cars for their business. So mm. what you do, this is the way you're supposed to do it, is you take a reading of your odometer, no matter if it's your, if, if, it's your per, if you use your, personal, your car for personal and business, take the initial reading off your odometer, and then on top of that, you want to take a reading and write down, like Jen has a spreadsheet that she writes down in, Write down your mileage for every business use that you do with your car. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, there's a there was a place in TurboTax to plug those numbers in. And it says if it's going to be better to take the standard deduction that eBay allows or if it's better for me to take the deduction of the mileage. Mm -hmm. And so, and that was... For this last year, which one, which one did we do? They recommended standard deduction for both of our cars because it was cheaper. Wasn't as much. Yeah. Yeah. That one was a more challenging. I don't struggle with keeping records and maintaining receipts and, and that kind of thing. But the the mileage, the mileage was mm -hmm. the one that I really struggled with. And I felt like I really needed your help with a lot because I'd say, oh, remind me to record that, you know. And yeah, I do keep it all in the same spot in a very handy spreadsheet. But that was one of the ones that was a little bit more challenging for me. To keep track of you know i think we're making it harder for ourselves by trying to manage all these spreadsheets when we could just use something like quickbooks which is on an app on our phone yes super let's, easy let's learn an incredibly difficult additional program i don't think that they're <laughs> as hard as they used to be i don't yeah. know i don't think that the way we do it is hard i've tried using the only QuickBooks. portion of it i thought was hard was trying to remember to record the stupid miles mm -hmm. and if it were just a a notebook and a pen and it was in the car i'd probably be would probably be oh, so simpler for we me. We need to buy something else that we need to remember to do in the car. Instead know, of this app that we have on our phone and it goes over to the computer. Well, yeah, we have different styles. Yours is more tech and based. is a deduction at the end of the year, so yeah. we're not really paying for it. But, I mean, I'm glad that we can just take the standard deduction. That seems a lot yeah. easier. <laughs> Let's just do that. Because I was worrying about mileage and then also insurance on the cars. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't know if we that was a separate write-off. So there was a lot to think about. That so, okay, the dedicated home office was the other thing that, you're, that you had mentioned. So if you have a dedicated space for eBay business, so it can't be commingled with something else, like Jen has a dedicated office. For sure. In our, in a, in our house. That's used you for have eBay. to have your own space to run a business in your home. This isn't yeah. the pandemic. We all made it work for a while, but if you, you just have to have your own space. You have yep. to. <laughs> right, and so the the IRS lets you write that off, and you take the square footage. So it's add from one side to the other, or times one side to the other, and that gives you the square footage. Then you plug in the square footage of your house. That gives you what percentage of your house is your home office. Yeah, and I remember my CPA asking all of those questions, yeah. the square footage and the size of the room and mm -hmm. stuff. So that's a lot of businesses. That's not just eBay business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, commercial space, everything. So then, like I said, you get to write off the utilities, water, phone, internet. Uh, Starlink was written off. I think she even did trash at one point. She asked trash, about trash on yeah. water bills, kinds of things. And yeah. it's the percentage... You have to take the percentage. You can't. You can't get your personal use in there too. 
You have to take the percentage that you're honestly working in your business. Okay, and then uh, home alarm, printer. We bought a printer. We bought a computer from the church last year. You can write off your iPads if you buy iPads for this. So IRS says that you can write off anything, like I said, that's common to your business. So in trivia, <laughs> when we go over trivia, it's, it's IRS trivia, oh, the okay. dumb deductions that are taken. <laughs> okay. So I found a lot of stuff on the internet. But okay, so a legitimate question that I have for our audience or somebody that I just haven't researched this yet. Maybe Jen, you might even know the answer to this one. But say at the end of the year, we have a successful business. Like we did not... Have a successful business this year. I, I mean, it felt successful in it our felt soul. Successful. <laughs> On paper, it wasn't very so, successful. Yeah, we made ten thousand and spent fifteen. That just <laughs> wasn't. That's not how you're supposed to run a business, right? It just takes a while. Yeah, it does. You got to stay encouraged because those little things can really kind of like drag you down and make you think why. But now the foundation is laid. Twenty twenty four is our year, you know. <laughs> so uh, we we would have spent like ten thousand of that anyways, just on natural in, in expenses. So okay. having the eBay business, it makes it feel like it it didn't hurt so much. Yeah, at least we got to start a business with it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, so at the end of the year, if I owe taxes, if I owe a thousand dollars in taxes, and I think I'm right about this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Drop it in the comments or shoot me an email and tell me where I'm wrong. Is if I owe a thousand dollars in taxes, can I buy something for a thousand dollars and not owe that thousand dollars in taxes? That could be another deduction. So, let's say the end of the year I owe a thousand dollars before I already know I owe the thousand. So, I go buy an iPad for a thousand dollars. It's a business expense, something for my business. But now, does that bring my taxable down to a thousand to a zero net zero dollar then? Well, I'm gonna say no on in twofold there's there's two reasons why i would find fault with your argument though i do think it is a fun notion i just don't think it's a very accurate notion one because you would not know how much you owed until you sat down to do nine hours worth of taxes and by right. then it's too late for you to buy something on that year so in order for something to have been a tax deduction for the 2023 taxes, it would have needed to be purchased before the end of the day on December the 31st of you can start. You can start preparing your stuff early. So you, you know. can, but most people don't. And so I mm -hmm. think probably not. And you're, you know, it is yeah, a bit I thought of a, about that one too. I guess until you have it all completed mm -hmm. and so you can't have it all completed until the year is completely closed out. So mm, gray on that one. But then too, I think that a lot of times people think that <laughs> that a deduction is a one-for-one one mm -hmm. situation. And that's really where my question is. Is I it think, a one-for-one? One? I think people get kind of confused. Like they think, oh, I'll just write it off. And just because you spent $5 doesn't mean that necessarily yeah. $5 comes off. That's so, where I need to research the IRS more is what a deduction if it is a one-for-one. One. It's a percentage and it's based on your income and, and your expenses and things. And so it's not a straight, yeah, I just don't think that it's very good idea but i do think that you can maximize once you have your business going for a lot of years you probably could start to make more informed decisions about that type of thing once you have a really good baseline to compare it to you with us being new i don't think that we have the kind of baseline that feels very uh long i think if we had a cpa term. that kept all of our numbers for us 
she would be able to tell us or that him, he would be able to tell us before the end of the year yeah. when it got there. If they're, if you're, if you truly have a bookkeeper that is also your CPA and they're, they're doing your books for you throughout the year, they could probably very much help you make some informed decisions. But you know, at the yep. end of the day, you're still, you're still just spending more so, than you're getting back probably. But you know, you have valid, you have valid reasons and I think you're on the right track, but the, where I'm trying to go with it is that pest control business isn't doing a very good job, is it? There's ants walking around on our table for you those that are listening. At, ants at 4110. No. Jeez. But we, you want to get to a point. So if I owe $1,000 to the IRS, I'm still going to have to pay the $1,000. If I can spend the $1,000 on a deductible item for my business, I would much rather give Best Buy or whoever it is a thousand bucks and I get something out of it rather than not paying the IRS in taxes. So if it's a legitimate business reason and expense that I need, I would much rather buy the thousand dollar thing instead of owing a thousand dollars in taxes. Cause you're going to, you have to spend, you have to pay the thousand bucks either way, either which way you go. So it might as well be something that profits your business that helps your business. And you do see a lot of businesses making fourth quarter decisions for their stock, for their inventory, for their business supplies. I mean, it is not unusual. In fact, we have our own healthcare savings plan that allows us to roll over a certain portion of the money, but if not, we have to spend a portion of it. And so you get a lot of people placing their orders in December, right? Because they are are wanting to maximize what they can do for that year. And so the, the theory really isn't all that different for for businesses who are who have that bookkeeper that's a CPA that's going to be doing mm-hmm. the taxes, they can say it, it really would be in your best interest to spend X, Y, Z on boxes. <laughs> and yeah. then it can make you feel a little bit better about buying boxes, you know. But yeah. you you really need to know so, yeah, that has to be informed. That can't just be a guess. Some bookkeeping software like QuickBooks would really help you be able to tell by the end of the year. Probably so. But then you'd have to be paying for QuickBooks as well. But, but QuickBooks can also be... A business expense. So. It is. But again, you're not writing off 100% of the QuickBooks. So. so at the end of the year, it would catch it before we actually had to pay it off. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. And so give us a review over an Apple podcast, if you would. It really helps out to generate the algorithm. And if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We'll take a little pause and wait for you to do it. But hit the subscribe button and then click the little notification bell that pops up so you'll get notified when our videos drop. Thank you. Yes, you can always, you don't have to just sit there and watch us either. Just push play and it becomes like an audio podcast. It just plays our video and the audio comes out of it. So And leave us a little comment. We really like your comments. Yeah, the comments are pretty good. We like them. And then, uh, so the next piece the next piece the next piece jennifer is the tupperware update tupperware update i got tupperware coming out of my eyeballs best part of the whole show the best part of my whole week was is the shelves that you spent all day long yesterday making me which Uh, is also a business expense for 2024 (laughs) inventory (laughs) i'm so excited to have like a shelving situation for all my Tupperware. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Making that for me. It makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. So what she's talking about is you've probably seen the shelves with the Costco totes. Now I have some. Yeah. (laughs) 
I spent all day yesterday and I made some and they hold, we don't have quite the top Costco totes. We have the clear ones and it holds two of these clear ones too deep. And then it's seven rows high. So we have a lot of storage space now. We love it. Magnificent. I and love it. It didn't take up very much of my garage either. So I get to have some of my garage back. Once I get those boxes emptied, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I still have a lot of boxes. I'm just going to go and buy some clear totes and throw all that stuff in the, in the totes for you. No. Until you get the chance to go through them. All right, so Tupperware cost us $1,000 for 500 pieces, which turned out to be about 1,000 pieces. And then $900 to go pick it up. And so we have made so far, I should switch those. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll switch those next, next episode. But let's start it off this way. So after eBay fees, we have made $4,607.07 just in Tupperware. That's up $600 in just two weeks. That's a legitimate profit. It's a legitimate part-time job. Twelve, Yeah, $1,200 for two week, for a month is a legitimate yeah. part-time job. It, for sure. And, I mean, always getting there, you know. So yeah. I, it's, it's exciting. It's encouraging. Yep. It's, and, it's, that's, and it's fun, you know. So. Yeah, and that's not quite take-home because yeah. we need to take out for taxes and yeah. we tithe on that also. For sure. So it's not quite a take home, but it's pretty close. It's getting there. 2024 is looking up. <laughs> yeah. If we could double that to 20,000 this year, then that's that doubles our, our profit. We, that would definitely be a legit. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to $2,707.07. It's a lot of sevens in our profits. There are a lot of sevens in our profit. Is that going to be lucky? or? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Net profit. Over 261 listings sold of Tupperware. So that's an average profit of $17.65 per piece. And keep in mind, we bought these for $1 to $2. Now, we did list the good stuff first. so No. Yeah. We still have a lot of good stuff. Well, we do have, still have a lot of good stuff, but we're getting <laughs> we're getting down to the lids. So the no. $5 lids. I just took a break and did lids. I'm sorry if that was misleading. Oh, oh no. We've, we, have so, we have so much stuff over to go. I just wanted to do something easy for a change, so I did lids. Okay. So while it was saying that, we hadn't been listing lids. So now we're down to the lower profit items. So this number could drop because we've already seen a couple sales of lids already that are in the $5 range. So our average profit could drop, but that's still pretty impressive, $17.65. And that's up from the last two weeks, which was at $16.78. Yeah. All right, so do you want to give our listeners an update of how many listings you have listed at Tupperware so far? As of today, 940. But, the, I mean, I'm doing a lot per week here lately. Yeah. The the lids, you're right. The lids were kind of a, a little bit of an experiment on my part. I listed them a lot of different ways in one round of, of doing lids. I did it for a couple of different reasons. One, I wanted to run my own little personal experiment with lids and see what the way the wording goes for the listing, like the title, I wanted just to do a little bit of an experiment with it. I wanted to see if listings for individual lids did better than listings with like a couple of the same lids. And so I have kind of like a multi-part 
kind of a experiment going with the lids, but also the, we have the clear totes and sometimes there's just a little bit of space left in the tote after I put the bigger items into it. And so lids are a really good way to fill up the yeah. remainder of the container. It's a great and idea. I, you know, I, that only, I, I listed lids pretty much all week last week. Cause I just kind of wanted to get a feel for how lids were going to do mm-hmm. and also learn and, and then take a break from doing lids, go back to doing the bigger things so that I could like have a while to, uh, for that knowledge to kind of become clear to yeah, me. Sweet. Yeah. And so I've only filled up like two containers with lids. It takes a lot of lids to fill up the remainder of a container when it's pretty full. So, um, we, but we, I didn't mean for that to be unclear. We still have gobs of big things, um, to sell. It's yeah. not unclear. We're just getting down to the stuff that wasn't. As enticing when you went through the boxes to list. I feel like that is absolutely an untrue statement. <laughs> how how could you go through all those boxes and not pick the good stuff out to sell first? I mean, I did, but there's still just a ton of really good stuff. Let me yeah. go through and pick the crap out and list it. No, I didn't do that. Oh. I've only picked good things. In fact, I only picked lids that were perfect. I picked perfect lids. So I just okay. wanted to see... Plus, you know, sometimes you just got to shake things up a little bit. Like, I wanted a little bit of an easier week. should so. list all those Tupperware gift boxes that are sitting on my chair in my garage. We could do up that. Space. We could do that. We could do any number of things. should have did that There's as a test. So many options available. Yeah. I think all of our Tupperware was all good inventory. So I don't yeah. think that there was a bad box in the lot. What I was getting at is that the average price is going to drop because oh, the average price of the item is going to be lower. It could. It could. Um, it is this week. I'm Lids going back are to lower. They're $5. Yeah, they are. They're very easy to list though. So we'll see, uh, this week I will be going, I have already picked out my box that's coming in next and, uh, it has some, some cool things in it too. So I'm looking forward to this week's listings. All right. It is trivia time and we have tax trivia. Oh, yay. Ready for some tax <laughs> trivia. Oh uh, no. Jennifer. <laughs> Are you allowed to deduct your pet as a business for a guard dog? If it's a guard dog. It's a guard dog? Yes. Gosh. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I think the expenses that come with the dog. Well, according to the IRS, a poodle is not an efficient guard dog. No, I think you're going to have to have something more ferocious. But a man <laughs> did try to write off a guard dog, his poodle, as a guard dog. Oh. But going with that, you can write off service dogs. I was going to say, like pet, an emotional support yes, animal. All that stuff is legit, right? A guard dog, Rottweiler, Adobe, all those kind of guys, too, those are probably legitimate business expenses that you could write off. It's just like our home alarm. You're not getting a dog. We're not getting a dog. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yes, is that why you're is that why yes, that's we are. I wonder if I can write off any of my guns. <laughs> it's home defense, right? It's guarding my business. You should trim that part out. <laughs> All right. Number two. This one has to do with frivolous and outlandish claims. Okay. So do you think that we could deduct vacations, hobbies, or even the cost of a second marriage? The cost of a second marriage? What do you mean the cost of it? <laughs> well, there will be no second marriage or third, for that matter. We're both on our second marriage, babe. <laughs> There'll be no third marriage. No third marriages. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that a corporate retreat 
is a possibility as long as there is a component that is dedicated towards team building, camaraderie, like a there's a lot learning. uh, There's a learning component. I'm sure that there is a lot that goes along with allowing that to be. There's a lot of uh, documenting that has to go into that. Yeah, I do. I think it's a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. I Mm -hmm. I do. I think that you can have people go on corporate. I've I've been on corporate Mm -hmm. retreats, and so you know. Yes, I would say the answer is is yes. But I yep. think I, I would also put a little asterisk at the end. Like <laughs> proceed with caution. Your vacation to Aruba is probably mm-hmm. probably doesn't qualify. And I also think that probably for like the average super small business, meaning one or two people, that's gonna be a harder one to document and do properly. I do I think it's impossible? No. I think you probably need to seek qualified legal cpa advice yeah you just have to know what to do and it (laughs) depends on your how you have your business structure but no me and you could go on a vacation and talk business as long as we did everything up and up we would be able to write it off i wouldn't do that because that's just a red flag and that just seems yeah plus who wants to spend i don't know i don't want to spend vacation doing that you know it doesn't seem fun so i feel like it's just one of the loopholes that people that the irs has to make another law because yeah. people are making a loophole. But this guy did write off his second marriage or attempt to, claiming it was research for a novel. Oh, gosh. The, the, IRS, de- the IRS declaimed. Well, <laughs> the IRS declined. yeah. All right. Again, common sense. No. All right, number three. So what do you think about illegal activities? Do you think that they're write-off, deduction write-off? Illegal oh, activities? Illegal activities. I mean, we'll go with a solid no on think illegal so? activities. <laughs> should not be doing illegal activities. Yep. You are correct. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> illegal activities. You cannot write off your illegal activities as an IRS I mean, deduction. Come on, They people. had to put this in here, so somebody must have tried to do it. Yes. You know. All right. I think, oh gosh. <laughs> it sounds like the way that they worded it, uh, illegal sub- substances or equipment used for illegal activities. So I think somebody tried to write or write off some equipment that they bought for illegal activities. Oh, well, it doesn't work out. Never. Just be honest, people. If it's a legitimate write-off, write it off. Yeah. All right. So what do you think about personal expenses as business costs? Ooh. I think that that probably doesn't apply to like this line of business, but for sure, I know that it can apply to certain professions. I think there's going to be ladies who are models or are spokespeople. We're talking about reselling. Yeah, for bit for reselling. No, I don't think that getting my hair cut can be, you know, not like a public. I guess. That, but you're on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, probably not. Okay. You are correct. Attempts to deduct things like personal grooming, home improvements to your home that isn't your home office. So you can make improvements to your home office and deduct it. You can't make improvements to your home and call it a home office uh, renovation. And I don't think that. Yeah. Any business expense that is related to running your Now, running can I get my business. nails done since my hands are yeah. in the pictures? Maybe? Gen- yeah, <laughs> it is. I don't know. We'll have to look that one up. It's maybe. Borderline. Borderline. All right. So thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Remember, we are not tax professionals. This is what I did for our taxes. These are our own personal opinions on what was legitimate and what wasn't. Yeah, if you want to know... What, it act, what actually is legitimate, you can visit the IRS website. 
which is getting better, but it's still really confusing to find your answers on. Or you can hire a tax professional. That will be able to tell you all this stuff. Probably worth it to just hire. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. All right, fellow pickers, go find your story one treasure at a time. And remember, it's not reselling if you're deducting your second marriage on your taxes. <laughs> <laughs>